All right. Hello. My screen is super, super, there we go, a little better. Um, welcome to Imperfect with Rebecca and Sandra. The light coming in behind me is my daughter playing with the windows. Um, <laughs> uh, welcome. To, like I said, welcome to Imperfect. <laughs> yes. So how was your day, Rebecca? Oh, my day was fabulous. I actually had my last day of work, like traditional work. And um, so I'm really excited for this whole new adventure of, you know, starting an, a new chapter in life. And so how was your day? I heard that you had today off. I did. It was to watch this one. Um, it was pretty good. We, she took a three hour nap, which is new ish newish um yes you waving um she we went to the park but she like scraped her eye i think it was because she was holding this stick she likes to grab sticks off the ground and carry them with her it's fun i'm already starting i don't i don't have I, I we do have a backpack for her diaper bag but my mom used to tell me how I would pick up rocks and stuff and give them to her and i was like oh this, it starts real early okay i i real early I have like a whole, like it's a vase and it's full of all the rocks that the kids would give me. And I have kept Aww. them all. And then it like overfilled into another. <laughs> yeah. It's so cute. Cause it's like the little tokens of love. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's funny. That's I love awesome. it. I love it. Um, so today we are going to kind of talk about, um, about our kids a lot of, it has a lot to do with them, but why um it's we're going on to reconnecting with our roots and so when it comes to like talking about reconnecting with our roots sometimes when we mention that to people um they're like what does that mean so i really wanted to kind of get your opinion like your side of that like what is it what does it mean to you when we talk about like reconnecting with our roots um yeah, that's a good question. I never thought about anyone questioning it, but it makes sense because I had mentioned probably in our first episode that I am Mexican-American. Um, my grandparents are from Texas and so are my parents. Um, <clears throat> they were, um, our families were migrant working families. So they went from Texas all the way up to Washington and back down into the small town in Oregon that they, they ended up in. Um, so for me personally, it's connecting with the Mexican and Spanish side of my ethnicity. Um, while I have always claimed that, and I feel the culture of both because we um, do have a few traditions like during Easter and Christmas that come from Mexico. Um, we, we, I don't really know the whole story behind them, you know? Yeah. So it's something that I'd really like to learn. Um, like for Easter, since that's coming up, we um, have these, these egg shells with confetti. They're called, gas yeah. They're called cascarones, yes. I believe. Um, what is it called? Cascarones, I think. Ah. I, I'll have to look it up. Okay. Um, and I have no idea what it's for, but my brother, who's the oldest, I, which I also failed to mention, I have two older brothers. Um, one is eight years older than me and one is four. Um, he was the one that before the easiness of um, tracking your ancestors, 
with the internet, he was doing the search of where we're from. Um, he was like, I'm pretty sure it has to do with fertility. You crack an egg. Yes. And yeah. The confetti Henry. goes all over to try and <laughs> spread the seed. Yes. Um, to be fruitful. Yeah. Like, oh, and it's and it's usually around what summer solstice? No, not summer. No. But it's it's yeah. You know, a ritual during a spring time. So yeah. So there's that. So we so I'd really like to learn the backgrounds about that. But also because, like I said, I I do feel like I'm connected to the Spanish and Mexican side, I want to truly enrich myself in the culture and understand it better, not for myself, but also for my daughter, because um, when I was younger, and we can talk about this more, I'm sure we will, I actually got, um, I guess you can call it bullied, I was definitely teased by a lot of the other Mexican kids in town, because I couldn't speak Spanish. And it really hurt. And that's part of, and I, it's hard for me to say that, but it's true. Like I, it, it's part of why I still don't really speak Spanish. I'm not comfortable speaking it because I was made fun of, of not being able to speak it or saying something weird or having um, a weird accent, which finally in, in college is when my, one of my professors was like, everyone has an accent. Your accent is fine. She's like, I have an accent. I'm from Barcelona. She's like, it's yeah. fine. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's the husband back there. <laughs> you I don't know if you, saw. <laughs> <laughs> you see daddy? You did? Are you going to go get him? I don't know where he went. Um, but yes. So, um, so that's a huge thing. Like not only like I was ashamed of being what I was in a sense, um, which is really hard to even explain. Even now, I'm like, I don't, I don't know. That must yeah. be what it was. I was, I was ashamed that I was Mexican, but not Mexican, essentially. Yes. Um, so that was really hard. And that's something that I want to get over. <laughs> yeah. It's like but a also, healing process. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's definitely a healing process for me, but also like, um, my daughter is very fair because um, her dad is white. <laughs> so she's definitely not going to look like, well, she's not, she looks similar to me, but she's not going to look like me. Um, she probably, she looks more like my mom, honestly. She's got lighter brown hair and she's also very fair. You Surprisingly, the Spanish speaking people in that area also know she's Spanish somehow, even though yeah, <laughs> no. If I saw her, I don't. I, I don't know. I wouldn't have guessed. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that's a huge thing. Um, healing process for me. But I want her to have the richness that I didn't have, so that we can celebrate life and culture and family, which is also a huge thing. Yes, I I feel that a lot because um, you know I I learned as much as I could when I was little, um, from my mom. And it started at a really young age where the first thing it was, was actually learning how to bead. Um, so for those who don't know, we talked about this quite a bit, uh, or a little bit kind of ramble on a lot, but, um, I am uh, native American and Scotch Irish and my mom, um, was actually born on the Yakima reservation. 
And she was taken um, from the reservation when she was three and she was placed into a foster care. Um, fortunately, she was able to be with her sister, um, one of her sisters, and then she lost contact with the rest of her siblings. There was five of them. Um, and so I know that there wasn't a lot that she knew because, I mean, she was only three years old. And um, so she really tried to teach that to us as much as she knew. And so it started with beating. And um, so now that I'm older, um, I I want to be able to pass that along to my boys, you know, kind of like how you're talking about with Sabine, you want to be able to share that with her, but in a way that we actually are honoring it and not just, you know, I want to be able to pass on traditions and culture that is rich, like you were saying to my boys. And so finding a way to do that and a lot of it with like that healing, because there was a lot of emotional trauma. I think that my mom never really addressed. And so it was hard for her to want to like pass that on to us because she had a lot that she needed to like work out with herself. And, um, so I resonate so much with not speaking the language, not practicing it. Um, <laughs> when I started dancing, I was like in fifth grade and that was when my mom really started, um, finding people who could teach us more, even if they weren't from our actual tribe. And so I started dancing and I went to a powwow and it was the same thing. Like I was too fair. Um, mm. I didn't, speak the language. I wasn't from the same tribe. I, um, you know, and then my dad showed up and they're like, Oh, you know, like, Oh yeah. You know, it was like, I didn't belong. And I mean, I still get that even as an adult, it's like, you're not native enough. <laughs> um, and so then you kind of, there's, I don't know if you've heard the term, have you heard the term pretendian? No, but yeah. Oh, actually, I think I have, but only in the context of like when, you know, like supermodels take on headdresses. Yes. And, like, did did Victoria's Secret do that? Is yes, that they did. Okay. okay. <laughs> um, I've heard it in that context. Yeah, I can and see and it. just like you know, people claiming to be native when they're not, and so there's a lot of that where, you know, you when you come across so i obviously wasn't raised on the reservation i wasn't mm -hmm. raised with the culture and everything and so when i'm trying to learn more and i'm you know trying to surround myself with it there's times where i'm like oh my god i feel like that's how i end up feeling like i'm i don't belong but yeah i want so badly to reconnect with that so that to me is um like you're saying, it's almost hard to explain, like, especially even now as an adult, like trying to figure out like why it's so important. Um, and what it means is that it's just, I have this deep part of me that wants to know more. And fortunately with my dad's side of the family, they have, um, you know, so much 
history and so much that we know and we can look at pictures and we can see documents and we know where we come from and we know you know like we have a town in washington where an actual train depot is named after our family and so it's like so i don't feel that as much from my dad's side of the family because i i can i can see like you know things that represent us and where we came from. And so I think the biggest thing is like not knowing, um, tired again, like our family and like where that originated from. And so that's like the biggest thing for me. Um, yeah. And the other thing I I got forgot to mention as to why it's important is, um, and it's probably the same for native Americans is assimilation. Um, I don't even know that a lot of people understand that word. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it, I feel like it's, it's, it's interesting because I feel like my, my dad's side of the family was more about that. And maybe it's because they are Texan for so long. Like there's a, there's a saying that we didn't cross the border, the border crossed us because technically Texas was part of Mexico for a long yes. time. There was um, no borders either. Like... Well, that too, that too. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, so it was my dad's side who spoke more Spanish and we, we did do family dinners at my grandparents on my dad's side on like Sundays, I think, um, often like, and it was huge. It was my aunts and uncles that were in the area and the cousins, um, we'd have dinner, grandma would usually make it. Um, and everyone would just be outside doing whatever in her yard and garden, and I, I, I wasn't, in, it wasn't until I was like eight or nine that I realized the word aunt and uncle were the same as tia and tío. I had no idea. I used them separately because on one side of my family, they were aunt and uncle. And then the other side, they were tía and tío. Like I, they did, it did not connect for me. Yeah. Um, so it was definitely to me, that's, that's a part of assimilation. Why we are American or we're yeah. Yeah. American. Like there's, right. I'm not different than anyone else when I kind of am and that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, oh, and now that you like even saying like, it's okay. Like, I think that's the biggest thing too, is like learning to be proud of it. You know, I feel like, um, because of that need to want to, and not just want, I mean, because of, you know, residential schools, mm-hmm. um, the whole slogan was kill the Indian, save the man. And it was all about like, you know, breaking down, um, removing them from their home and their families. And so they had no choice, but to change their viewpoints and everything. And, um, so it's horrible and it's, it's so, it's what's crazy is that so many people don't know still like we're not taught the true history either. And we've got, you know, people like my mom where then she was raised without her culture, without her family other than like her aunt, but they were raised to be a certain way. And then she had that struggle of like, I want to reconnect, but it was almost like it was, disrespectful in a way to do that and Mm -hmm. to, you know, want to learn more about herself. 
And so it's the same thing. Like, you know, you, you work really hard. There's a lot of families who refuse to teach their children, their languages because of that, because they wanted them to fit in more and not be judged. And, um, you know, it was dangerous at one point to want to speak your own languages and, you know, practice your cultures. So I, I totally can understand that, like not knowing that connection. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, and actually that segues into the next question, which is what are the steps that you're taking to try and reconnect? Um, we talked about it a little bit, uh, a couple episodes ago. (laughs) We mentioned it. We've mentioned it. We've mentioned (laughs) it. So like, what are things that you like have been doing? Um, minor, um, I guess it's not really minor, but it feels minor to me. Like I'm really, I'm really trying to make that the real effort of learning Spanish and and using Spanish. Um, it's kind of a little easier now that I have a little one, a little sponge (laughs) to absorb (laughs) everything. Uh, so we're practicing just vocabulary so that she knows the two words. Um, I use, this is not an ad, but if they want to connect us eventually, um, Duo, I think it says, I know it's spelled duo. That's how I say it. Duolingo. Duolingo. I love Duolingo. Well, because it's like a game. It's so easy. And like, it's, yeah, it's so easy, except for I haven't, I haven't used it in like two weeks. And I'm like, it's, it sends me the little sad duo. It's like, come, come, come hang out and learn Spanish. Can we connect on that? Do you know? Yeah. I don't know how, but I know we can. We're going to have to figure that out because I have it too. And I, I love it. I absolutely love it. I wish, um, it had the languages that I'm trying to learn, but, um, I right. just started it for Spanish. Um, but I, I love that. No, yeah. I love doing So I will probably use that with her. Um, actually when I first met my husband, he, I think he had mentioned, did you, did he, did you minor? He's hiding on the floor over here. Did you minor in Spanish or were you? Oh, so he minored in Spanish in uh, college. Well, I didn't finish my minor. Oh, he technically didn't finish it, but he minored in Spanish. He He needed two, of course, he got lazy. He needed two more classes and he didn't do it. Oh, no. Uh, So, so when he, when we first met, um, I was like, I'm going to only talk to you if you talk to me in Spanish. (laughs) So we would, we would message in Spanish and we would, we both prefer writing because it's easier to us, but really we need to practice speaking it. Yeah. He's probably better at the semantics and like changing uh, the conjugation of words. Whereas I'm just like words, but I also know things like I know more dialect. So I'll say things that he'll be like, what? <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. I'm like, uh, oh, it's just slang. <laughs> I don't remember. Not proper or not doing proper Spanish. <laughs> right now, which I mean, when you think about it, not, not every area in wherever you are has their own dialect of that language. So it's not mm-hmm. proper to someone yes. that it is to that area. Um, yes. Oh my gosh. So. Speaking of diet. So, um, the this area so like the pacific northwest um like the yakima speak a dialect of sahaptan and so a lot of people can from like the um, nez Perce to um, umatilla um to yakima 
depending on if, you know, that yeah. certain dialect, they can probably pick up a lot of um, different words and phrases and stuff. And so um, I am not even going to try and pronounce the dialect of the Akama because I always say it wrong, but um, it is such a hard language to try and learn on my own. I actually got a dictionary and I was like, I don't even know if I'm saying this correctly, but -hmm. it was so much fun when we went to um, the buckskin camp. Mm -hmm. And so we went and we were able to learn how to traditionally tie on a buckskin. And I took my boys and um, it was so much fun. They were most, I think they were all from um, Umatilla tribe, but I was very, uh, humbled that that they let us come and be a part of that. And, um, but there are certain words that they're saying, I'm like, oh my gosh, like listening to other things. Cause, um, there's the book that I got, I've been reading a lot of books, but there's a book that I got for the, um, dictionary. And then my mom had some CDs of stories and they were all from Virginia Beavert. And, um, my dad actually just got me a couple more books. And one of them was from Virginia Beaver. So I'm like super, super excited. And um, so listening to, I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds really familiar. Like, I think I kind of maybe know what they're saying. (laughs) And then I'm like, oh my gosh, I have no idea. (laughs) But the dialect, yeah, it's just like the proper of like, you know, English or what we might like soda and pop. Right. Yeah. I was going to say, and you're hearing them speak it in uh, speaking speed. Whereas like that's right. my husband and I talk about this all the time. That's the, that's the hard part about, <laughs> that's the hard part about um, when we're talking to native Spanish speakers uh, is their speed. Like <laughs> some, of, some people you can hear like uh, people who have been in the United States for a while that speak Spanish. I can, we can usually understand them. People from Mexico, like, well, super fast. Um, and people, people from like Cuba and Puerto Rico, I have a, I actually have a hard time with their dialect because they, they pronounce things differently. And I'm, I don't, I know, I think I know the word you're saying, but I have no idea what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> so, so not only the dialect that you're hearing, but the speed that they're speaking um, right. was probably part of your, your why you're like, uh, maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> and really probably not. Maybe I'm thinking I hear something. I don't know. And, but that is like, yeah. I want, I want to learn that. So about, even if it's just enough to carry on, like simple greetings. Like I, I would be okay. with just starting with that. My dad actually took classes. Yeah. Yeah. So my, um, my dad is amazing. Like I, I can't even describe how amazing my dad is. So, um, he really like was so extremely supportive of my mom when she wanted to like learn more. Um, I remember we were actually at a, a family camp and there was a, um, I don't remember if he was like a counselor there or, or if he was a guest speaker or something that we had there. Um, his name is Martin broken leg. And it was like the beginning of my mom's like big journey and of reconnecting and finding out who she was in like her family. We were getting ready to leave the camp 
And he had this talk with my mom and it was like the only time I remember ever seeing my mom like break down and cry. And she was like, I can't go. I have to stay. And my dad was like, okay, well you stay and you work with him and you know, do whatever it is that you got to do. And we all went home and she stayed. And that was the year that I started dancing. That was the year that like, I don't know if he was the one who helped reconnect, like connect my mom with the people that we ended up meeting to kind of learn more from <laughs> the things we do as moms to entertain our kids. And if you're listening to this and you're not watching it, Sandra's <laughs> just waving, waving with a ridiculous, ridiculous <laughs> smile. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, but no, and then now like, um, like my dad even went down to, uh, protest, um, at standing rock and in, in a uh, standing rock Indian reservation, um, for the pipeline. Uh, I remember at the time, like wondering what he was, I didn't understand what he was doing. I was like, why are you even there? And so now that I'm older, I'm like, um, and that wasn't even, I, like I say, I was younger. I was an adult. I should say, wasn't that 2016? That's I think 2016? it was 16. Yeah. Or maybe I even mean, 14. And that is like where I want to learn more because I was completely ignorant as to what was even going on. And I'm ashamed that I have not known all the things that are going on in the world, our country alone. Um, but then he was also uh, worked with the Umatilla, um, Cayos and Walla Walla, which makes like the, um, the Umatilla Confederated Tribes. Um, so there's some farmland that's on the church campgrounds and he has worked with them to turn that farmland into the natural grasslands there. Oh, and so it's amazing. Like the work and just really working on healing from you know, everything that has happened in our history. And it seems like such a small step, but it's huge to this area. And just knowing that he takes it so serious and supports me in this whole journey. And, you know, to the point where he even wants to like learn as much of the language as he can. He was like, I probably can't speak it, but I wanted to understand at least like when people are talking, I wanted to be able to to catch those little phrases here and there. Um, so he's been a huge, huge advocate for me and um, the people that did our um, buckskin camp. Uh, they are also the ones who helped kind of navigate that project. And so they're just amazing, amazing, amazing. And so I've been extremely blessed to have my dad in my corner for this whole thing. and. Um, my, my journey and with the kids. So that is really awesome. I know. <laughs> um, what do you think for, how are you going to continue this? Like the, like, I'm sure you have lots of plans. Like the buckskin was probably just the beginning. <laughs> was just the beginning. Yes. So actually last September, I was going to also go to, um, they call it a camas camp. So like the camas route. Um, mm. Okay. I had just started my new job and I didn't want to ask for the time off. And I like now looking back, I'm really kicking myself for it, but, um, I really, I'm planning on going to that this fall, um, and kind of take, and I want to take the boys with me and expose them to that as well. Um, I actually 
just barely got enrolled with my tribe um, oh, back awesome. in 2017. <laughs> uh, so my mom found out that uh, us kids were actually able to do that. And so um, it's been uh, just this year that it kind of got, or no, it was last year that it kind of got um, finalized. And so I want to take the kids and go to the reservation. I have actually never stepped foot on our reservation, um, which is really sad. My brother and sister actually went when they were younger with my mom, but I don't, it was never something that we did. And I don't know if that was something that was harder for her to do when she was younger or not. Um, so I'm actually going to try and get my auntie to go with me as well. Um, and then, uh, you know, I'm going to, uh, I'm working on my new regalia and the boys want to start dancing. So cool. fingers crossed that I can get everything done before they're like too cool and don't want to do that anymore. And, right. um, you know, try and, uh, go to as many powwows as we can just to share that experience with the kids. Um, I would much, a part of me wants more like the tradition, like the cultural part of it, not just like the flashy powwows, you know, I would rather that like learn ceremonies and, and attend that and understand the importance of it. I mean, I want to learn that. Like I learned so much just at the buckskin camp, just, um, different prayers and, and meaning behind why we do what we're, what we do. And, um, so I, I have, uh, so that, and then, um, these new books that my dad got, (laughs) um, now that I no longer have my traditional quote unquote job, um, I'm going to have more time to kind of work on researching that more and, um, digging a little deeper and I started beading again. Uh, nice. Oh my gosh. It was about like three years ago. And then I just kind of, you know, life gets busy and it's, I put it to the side and I'd like to get back into that. And the boys were actually learning. Um, I was like, okay, my mom taught me when I was like five, I should probably <laughs> get on this and like, you know, be teaching them these things. And uh, it also dawned on me that my mom was probably about my age or close to when she started kind of making it a priority. Oh, that's interesting. Right? Yeah. So, well, I was just gonna say, I guess it's probably something with our age because I think when I was 35 was really when I was like, I really, I really want to connect more with my my heritage and part of it um you and I had spoken privately about it and I I always think this like a lot of the 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 Mexicans we're gonna call them Mexicans now um just so that people kind of understand um Mexicans are really mixed with Spanish and natives yeah um all I have from those natives are pictures of of pictures, pictures of pictures in history, which is crazy that they're even in history books when you think about it, because we don't really know anything. They're the, the Spanish conquistadors that brought a plague to them. Well, it was, I think it was just, well, I mean, now to us, it's simple. I think it was chicken pox or something, but 
it wasn't over here. And so most of them died from that, not from anything other than a disease that Europeans brought over. Um, and I'm always, I'm always fascinated by that. And you were like, there are no borders. <laughs> Mexicans are, are native. And I was like, yeah, that's true. But I, I guess I, I got the pretendian guilt. I didn't, I, I was afraid someone was going to think that I was pretending, but that's, I'm always drawn to looking at like the modern pre- adaptations of what they believe Aztecs and Mayans and Incas and whoever in, in these central and uh, Southern American com- uh, countries and like how beautiful it is. And yeah, there's the sun God, which is funny that we're talking about gods um, or I'm talking about gods. I, I have always believed that all the believers believe in the same God or gods. Like it's the same being overall to me. And someone might call me blasphemous and that's okay. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm like, I'm more drawn to it because maybe they thought it was God's because all humans need to understand something. And this is a way to do that. But like, either way, I'm still drawn to mother earth, Gaia and, and the nature around us. And obviously children are too, like, that's just us. That's our nature. My daughter loves being outside. Like even when she was super young, if I tried everything else and I had no idea what to do, I'm like, all right, well, I guess we're going outside. And like almost immediately she's like, and I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> like, like she was done. Yes. She's like, okay. okay. <laughs> like, yeah. And so I, I, I'm always intrigued by, um, in, in your words, the regalia, which it probably is the same. Like, like cause when I, I'm like, oh yeah, they do have headdresses. They're my, my maiden last name means eagle. Like yeah. <laughs> there's so many <laughs> things intertwined. Like it's, I would, I would love to learn about that part, but it's hard because again, Europeans are erased, erased so much of it. And, and it was in Mexico, it was, it is still, or was about assimilation. Like yeah. Oh, yeah. the, the lighter, fairer skinned Mexicans are still uh, and a higher echelon in society than the mixed race, the race, what, um, I'm doing air quotes for those of you that didn't see the mixed quote unquote <laughs> race. Um, cause they, we were called mestizos and that's what I am. Like, honestly, if I'm thinking about it, I'm a mestizo. I know it for sure. Like I said, I have four generations back. I'm Spaniard. That's not very far when you think about it, no, it's not. <laughs> but we're also Mexican, like literally just Mexico. So yes. I'm, I'm, I'm drawn to it, but I'm like, I have, I don't know where to start. <laughs> the right. story is. Okay. That, I have a great book for you to read. Well, and I know that if, if we were Aztec, which is highly unlikely because they believe that most Aztecs were unfortunately killed off. We're from Oregon. Strangely enough, <laughs> we're back in Oregon. <laughs> well, so book, it's I, I'm going to send you, um, this book. It's the, um, history of indigenous peoples. Um, Okay. And it is, it's amazing. I mean, it's how I've always kind of viewed um, Turtle Island. Like it's how I've always pictured it. There was never borders, but we were also, we would migrate. Like we were always moving. Always. Always. Mm -hmm. And so, especially when you look at that and you're like, 
okay, so there's this like hard drawn line and we were just net, we apparently we never crossed that. And so you're just like automatically a Mexican and I'm like just a native American. Like it, it, it right. drives me so insane. Like we in, oh my gosh, I, I could go off on a tangent on this, but <laughs> I reading this book, I was like, yes, yes. Like, oh my gosh. And just, you know, and then seeing and reading like actual history and it's not what we were taught at all like we were taught oh I could go on like Thanksgiving oh Mm, help me like I'm just gonna shut my mouth right now but I Mm -hmm. my kids right now like in Idaho they have a new what do they call it American Indians class they call it American Indian. American first Indian. Of all, first of all, that's well, it's funny. I was gonna bring this up. I think I might have texted you about it. I was I work in the public school system and we have the school, this program that's made specifically for schools. Um, you didn't use it apparently, but I know most of Oregon does because my brother in North Clackamas uses it and I'm in Hillsboro. I mean, it's still the Portland metro area, but you would think anyway. I'm looking at the categories of your ethnicity and it says American Indian. And I'm like, are you serious? Why are we still using this term? Everyone knows that Christopher Columbus thought he went to India. That's why we were Indians, but he wasn't in India. He's, an, he's obviously an idiot. I mean, he tried something new, which is cool, I guess. Except for then, again, just killed people because they brought over disease. Um, Rape and murder. Uh, well, yeah, and that I wasn't even gonna bring that up because that just makes me so angry. Um, uh, yeah, welcome. and we're still using we're still using it. I'm mm-hmm. like, I, I, everyone know. Well, actually, kids probably don't know these days. Like, it's, it is no, a term don't. that needs needs to be good, removed. Like, mm-hmm. everyone knows there's an India, and that's why it's Indian, not America's. Like, it wasn't even the West wasn't even a country yet because right. they were their own culture doing their own thing oh you mean there was nobody living here like they all like to claim <laughs> right no of course oh right, my gosh no. and they didn't know how to take how to take care of the land by like you know oh, yeah. sometimes removing trees so that there wouldn't be crazy fires all right yes yeah, yeah. so we will go on a tangent so we should probably move on <laughs> well and it was funny because um I remember um my mom and I had her come um, and visit the school that I was current, I was working at before. And she came and did a, 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 like a unit for Native American history month and love my mom dearly, but she was like, I'm an Indian. And I, that's what I've always called myself. And that's what I am. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And and it was true. Like that's, you know, when I, when people would ask, like when I was growing up, what are you? And what are you? That was like right. one of our yeah. first episodes, you know, it was like, oh, I'm an Indian. And, um, it wasn't until I actually met an Eastern Indian for the first time. And it was, and she was like, no, you're not. And then we had a whole conversation about it, but we had like a real good, and I was like eye opening because I had never even thought of, I mean, I, because we were never taught. We never knew that. And um, loved her for that, by the way. 
Oh yeah, I can see that. I I can't remember what her name was. Um, I really wish I could remember her name, but she was just amazing. And so then, um, and not in a rude way. It was like a you get to you get to yeah, anyway. So, <laughs> but you when you come across a lot of um, she needed a snack. A lot. Oh, what do you guys still consider call themselves Indian? I mean, we even call a lot of things like Indian time, like we run on Indian time, or oh, right. you know what I mean? Like it's still yeah. it's not um it's not a super derogative term. I don't know. That's not the right word I'm looking for. What's the word I'm looking for? I think that is what you're looking for, though. Like it's it's because it's not considered derogative, but it's derogatory. Yeah. Um, calling Native Americans Indian. Because it's yeah. not, I mean, because Indian itself is not a derogative term. It's right. Misused. Mis no, yeah, yes. Yeah. And so I, um, so I don't know. I feel like it's definitely with our younger generation, you know, trying to write our history, you know, rewrite or not rewrite, like to right the wrongs, you know, like, and educate ourselves as long as other, as well as other people. And so it's not something that a lot of, um, like my mom, I mean, she never, even my aunt, she calls herself a, she refers to herself as an urban Indian. <laughs> so it's not like a bad thing to a lot. And then, um, but I, yeah, I, we could go on forever about that, but I feel like, um, so back to like, we were talking about like the assimilation and, um, you know, what we're going to do. So I guess it kind of comes back to how is reconnecting with our roots and what we're going to do in the future. For me, that comes back to educating myself helping to educate others as well as like the most important thing is going to be for my kids because I do want them to know the true history. I want them to be proud that, you know, cause like you were saying my, I have four boys, two of them are blonde hair, blue eyed. Yes. Like as they're getting older, it's getting a little bit darker, but you would never like look at them and say, Oh yeah, they're, totally native like there's oh maybe. yeah number one number one no <laughs> number four number four no. is finally his hair is finally blue eyed, right <laughs> but it's like you look at me and you're like how did she have is qp blue eyed too number one mm -hmm. number yeah yeah i couldn't yeah. i couldn't remember his eye color for some yeah reason. it was definitely bluer when he was younger right. now that he's gotten older he his eyes remind me more of my dad's like that kind of crystally mm -hmm. blue look but Dexters are like blue, blue, blue. I'm like, <laughs> holy cow. And it's, you know, it's, so I want them to still, I want them to know where they came from. I want them to be proud of it, even though um, they might not have that quote unquote, I'm doing the quotes now, like look, because I feel, I love, um, Oh, what's the one there's a couple, uh, Instagram pages that we follow. Um, 
I love that they have really highlighted lately Afro-Indigenous people because, Mm. you know, it's the same thing. Like, oh, well, you're, you're not, you're not Indigenous. Like, yeah, actually I am. Um, I love that. I love that. And all the different colors of Indigenous people. Because you are Indigenous. You are Native. You are from here. And that's like the... When we were texting, I was like, you, yes, you. <laughs> I know. Actually, my husband says that all the time. He's like, I had mentioned, uh, I think in our first episode, I said, yeah, he thought I was Middle Eastern originally before yeah. he saw my, my last name. Um, but now he's like, if you look anything, you look Native American. He's like, I, I don't. Yeah. Yes. So, <laughs> and I, I just have a, a hard time, like. I don't know, accepting that, accepting. See, this is about healing and accepting. Um, and I hope that, yes, it is about also telling history, um, all the history or as, as much it. as we can, because- And not the whitewashed history. Yeah, a lot of it has been erased or just, yeah, washed over. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Whitewashed. <laughs> she yeah. already said whitewashed. My husband, <laughs> I don't know if you heard him, but he was like, whitewashed. I <laughs> love it. I love it. Well, and that's like, and that's why I feel like I'm so proud of my dad. And like, it gives me more um, comfort and knowing of what I'm like learning and stuff because he is, you know, he's Caucasian and knowing that he is wanting to learn more and wanting to um, get that history out and the truth out. It just, it gives me more confidence and courage to want to embrace that more because yeah, there's times that I just don't feel native enough, but I am. And a lot of that is just learning to um, accept, yeah, accept that and, and, you know, be proud of that. So, being proud, definitely. Being proud. Because yeah. it wasn't really something that we were, we were taught to do with the, our ethnicity part. Um, and we had yeah. talked about that before too, like with our parents or even our grandparents or great grandparents. I mean, there was times that it wasn't, it was dangerous to, you know, speak your language or, um, you know, so they never wanted to pass that down in the languages. And, you know, you weren't supposed to be proud of it. You were supposed to like hide away and hide who you are. And so, which is crazy because, um, it still happens too. I had, I have a friend in Texas. She was one of the counselors, um, at my high school but she ended up going back to Texas and she'll she would speak to me in Spanish but then she would remember because I would reply in English she's like I forget you don't speak Spanish and then so I told her the whole story and she's like oh I told her my my grandparents and my parents were Texas she's like oh yeah for some reason she's like yeah people look down on you when you speak Spanish I'm like that doesn't make any sense you learn you know two languages at least that means your brain already knows how to like it knows how to think differently and like it's more creative and open like that shouldn't that shouldn't be a negative that should be a positive always regardless whatever language it is always um you should only speak american i hope you can't hear my husband in the background i can hear his silly comments this is this is him being silly but hey (laughs) you can also hear um that's sabine's language we uh we accept it. <laughs> See, acceptance. <laughs> she has some sign usually with it. It's either pointing or baby Aww. sign language. So, hey, hey baby works. mom, it's time to go. 
I think I think she is. She's like, wrap it up. Hey, wrap it Mama. up. <laughs> Mama and Auntie Bex, let's go. Oh, I love it. Dinner time. <laughs> Actually, it is about dinner time. I know. I, I, I agree. Like, we probably should wrap it up. But I love this. I um, This is why it was so important to Xander and I to do this because we are totally going through this at the same time. Like, and just having somebody else to talk to and validate each other and to work through this together and share our journey and our, um, our struggles with it and being able to, you know, be each other's cheerleaders and, you know, encourage each other to keep going, um, is so important because you are who you surround yourself with. And so I hope that you guys, if you're still listening and this, is like something that maybe really resonated with you with, you know, maybe you're trying to reconnect with your roots, wherever those roots may be. Um, keep going for it. Like it's so important. And, um, even if it's like a million different roots, you know, (laughs) like, yeah, yeah. Like that's going to be my children and their children. It's going to be. Yeah. And all the children eventually. All, all the children everywhere. Yeah. It's going to be one non race ethnicity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, um, thanks for hanging out with us. Did you have something else to say? No, I was actually going to say the same thing. <laughs> thanks for hanging out with us. I, oh, actually, no, I was going to say also just, you know, maybe leave a comment. Where are you finding your resources? And we'll try and um, put our resources up wherever we can or follow the people that we follow. Um, that's that's going to be more of an Instagram thing. That's our yeah. more active following. Yeah. So if you guys, um, if you don't already, we are on Instagram and Facebook. You can find us under Imperfect with Rebecca and Xandra. I think the short for, form of that is Imperfect W R and Z. Correct. And um, so you can also listen to us on Podbean, Spotify, and Apple. Um, and then we also are on YouTube. So if you're watching us on YouTube, um, then you can also listen to us maybe on your drive. And uh, yeah, please leave us a comment and a like. Uh, let us know if this is like a journey that you're going through as well, because we would love to find more literature resources. Um, Facebook groups. I'm in a lot of Facebook groups right now, uh, or just like some other pages that we can follow and, you know, be the, this huge community together. So. Yes, that would be awesome. Yeah. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us guys. See you next week. Have an imperfect, perfectly beautiful day. Bye. Bye.